I was your best friend Had a bunch around me all the time Can I be your best friend If you promise that you'll be mine beautiful people <laughs> here we are <laughs> finally 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 right finally um so you guys thank you for being here thank you for rocking with us Thanks for having um, us. this is uh you guys are our first guest on our show friend fiance our podcast um we've known each other for many many years maybe um going on going on nine years actually wow We're going on nine years and it's just been a blessing to have that in my life Oh, we feel the same way. Yeah, we love you guys. We love you. For sure. Thank you for being on our podcast. So, you guys, this is Lori Ferguson and Matt Ferguson. Um, They're famous in their own rights in so many different ways. Uh, They're amazing. They're blessed. Um, You know, they're our mentors uh, individually and uh, maritally. We did our premarital counseling with them. They helped us uh, identify things that we would have challenges with during our marriage, which yes but we've been working through that and um yeah so we're happy that y'all are here thank you for being here thank you you're welcome mm-hmm. so how do you feel great yeah yeah very comfortable i mean we're in bed so yeah, yeah i love it is it, is it is it weird is it weird being on cam like doing an interview like this or uh, hopefully the camera will go away and it's just another conversation with you guys. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. All right, cool. So, sorry, you guys. I just, all right. So, um, our first question, uh, I guess, would be how long have you guys been married? It'll be 25 years uh, next May. Wow. So, we are veterans. Yeah. 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 So, I always ask people, offer it, what's one nugget? that you would give a married couple? Just a random nugget, just a quick off the top. We're going to get into details, but just off the top. One nugget. You got a nugget? Yeah. Just listen to each other. What does that look like? That looks like intentionally looking at it. Stop whatever you're doing. Look at each other in the eye, and it shows each other that you care, that you can stop and take that moment to hear what the other person has to say. Yeah. Now, what about um, in terms of the thinking process during listening? What does that like? What is the thought that has to go into the mindset during listening to be sure that you're listening? I think it's <laughs> I think it's not thinking in some ways. It's like truly actively listening and taking it in versus, you know, sometimes when you're in a heated discussion while the other person's talking, you're trying to prepare your answer versus really trying to listen to how they're feeling to where they're coming from and if that other person feels heard it's just going to go a lot better than you being all defensive and trying to prepare your you know your response to whatever the argument is no yeah that's really good so in the and even if there's not an argument, yeah even if there's not an argument just really listening to what happened in their day and really listening to how they're feeling because they you know people can tell whether you're really actively listening or not and they they feel seen they feel heard uh they feel empath- empathized with and so it's, it's just really important to just be in that moment of listening to that other person yeah that's really good and if, and if on the other side what about the other side so what if you're the person that feels like you're not heard how do you go about that if that person is not really at that place to hear you yet how do you go about responding to that 
I think, you know, tone of voice can be a lot. I mean, if, if you have the ability to take a breath, count to 10, and rather than react, just be able to say, you know, I'm not sure you heard me and I just really need to be heard in this moment. Um, so, you know, let me maybe say it another way, you know, just and kind of deliberate it with that tone versus immediately going to, you know, the point of getting upset. I think that that can really help. Another thing that we practice through the years is repeating what we heard the other person say. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. So then you can say, yeah, that's exactly, or, well, that's not really what I'm trying to say. So when the other person repeats it back, then you can validate if you were hurt or not. That's really good. And as far as the mentality, <clears throat> when not being hurt, because obviously it's easy to be frustrated. I mean, you felt like I have hurt you before. And that's for sure. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. Right, right. Now that, that never happens. Right. <laughs> but I'm interested to know, so you were born in Ontario, Canada, right? Yes. And you were born in, remind me again? Hollywood, Florida. In, Hall- in Florida. Okay, in Florida. Oh, are, Florida? I, I like to say... Hollywood. 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 Okay. And <laughs> we both lived in Orlando, Florida. Um, we both went to high school together, but you did not date during high school. You guys reconnected 10 years later at a church reunion, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we first saw each other at our 10-year high school reunion, and then, you know, just kind of exchanged pleasantries, and then, uh, and then few months later, she ended up um, moving, you know, from our small town that we grew up in outside of Orlando to Orlando, where I was living at the time. And she showed up in my church Sunday school class one day, single Sunday school class. And it was like, hey, Lori from high school. So good lesson. If you want to find a good woman or a good man, go to church. Go church. It's, go not, church. it's not the bars. It's, uh, yeah, it's church. It's church. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's good, though, because a lot of times people, like, when I'm having conversations with some, like, my single friends or people that I meet, they're always like, oh, I'm looking for the person. I'm looking for the right person. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I always think about is, well, are you in the right place to find them, right? Because if you want somebody that's a giver, you probably want to find them in a volunteering environment, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't know. So you guys originally went to high school together. Um, and then remet again. What was the thing that attracted you to each other? Well, just to clarify, in high school, I don't think we said one word to each other. Probably not. Probably not. But did you ask? Either we were. Okay, but okay. Was, she was out of my league. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was shy and. Yeah, it just, I don't know. Just the funny thing out. was, like, I played on the football team. She was a cheerleader. You know, you would wow. think we right. would run in the same circle. It wasn't that big a school. Like, maybe we had a 1,000, probably less yeah. students. So I knew who she was. Um, I knew her family well. Like, her aunts and uncles and cousins went to my church. And, and so I knew who Lori Burkike was. But, uh, yeah, we just ran in slightly different circles and, and just didn't know each other. Yeah. But so when we remet <laughs> years later, um, yeah, what attracted me to him was, first of all, I knew he had a serious, like his relationship with Christ was the real deal. And I could see the integrity in him. Like I just was something that 
so many relationships before it was uh, a counterfeit. You know, it was just the words that said, oh, yeah, I love Jesus. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a good person and did not end up being the case in those relationships. So that's what attracted me the most was his heart. I'll I'll give you some context about where we found that out. And then I'll, because my, what attracted me to her is very similar, you know, her heart for Jesus. Obviously she's beautiful. So that, you know, had my attention, but I, I mean, I knew she was beautiful in high school, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're compatible with somebody. But um, where I really found it out was when she showed up in the Sunday school class and mentioned that she was moving to town, I was like, I knew her situation. She was uh, a single mom at that time. Her husband had left and, uh, you know, it, it really bad situation that I've heard about. And I felt, I felt bad for her and she's moving to town with these three little babies, you know? And so I just said, Hey, if you need help moving in or whatever, just let me know. And, uh, just on a friend, level. just on a friend, yeah. I, I was not truthfully, I was not even in a headspace to think about dating somebody with kids. It's just not, something that I never thought about. Yeah. Um, so that was not the intention at all. It was just help, you know, help her out with moving in. And so, uh, anyway, she, uh, she ended up calling my house. And at the time we had house phone. Answering Answering machines. I didn't even have a cell phone. So, yeah. So I wasn't there. And so when somebody wasn't there, you just didn't <laughs> yeah. But anyway, she left a, a you message. You have a beeper? Yeah, I did have a beeper, actually. Oh, yeah. I didn't give you my beeper. Um. But uh, you left a message on the answering machine that, you needed help. But uh, anyway, so that that prompted me to come over a couple nights later. And what she needed help with was this gigantic, like, 500-pound entertainment center that was still in the box. And it was at the bottom of her. Uh, she had stairs going up to her second-floor apartment, and it was at the bottom of those stairs. So I had to, like, push that thing up the stairs. <laughs> I think that's probably what won her over. I think that was it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ability to put push that up the hill but anyway uh then she needed help putting it together so we actually spent two evenings putting this thing together and then the process of putting this very complicated piece of furniture uh together uh we we were talking and we quickly got into spiritual stuff and we just figured out like right away that our beliefs were very aligned um we were on the same spiritual wavelength we had very similar upbringings in terms of how our families raised us, and uh, I'd been married before too. We didn't have any kids, but my previous wife left me, and that was a very traumatic experience to go through. And so we had that in common as well. And we talked about the impact that it made on our lives, and there were just so many things that were like, "Whoa, this this girl is really has a deep relationship with the Lord," and that is really what attracted me to her uh, from day one. And so then I was like. But she has three kids. What do I do about that? <laughs> Does that yeah. have three kids? Yeah. <laughs> Just three. Okay, so I'm going to ask Just about three. that. But yeah. you mentioned that um, you really appreciate his integrity. But for some people, they don't know how to identify integrity. So how do we identify integrity? How do you think that you were able to identify integrity? That's good. Well, it was a process. Um, first of all, starters, knowing that 
he took the time out when on a Sunday he could be doing whatever, you know, he was there at church being, you know, 20 something and, um, taking that time. So that said a lot right there, you yeah. watching where somebody's at and what they're doing with their time. Um, so that I knew that he had some form of an integrity, just positioning himself to be in good places. Um, choosing to be in good places. And then through our um, season of not dating, um, watching him and how he served others. And uh, when he said he was going to do something, he would do it. He There was never any wishy-washy or, um, you know, his word was his word, his yeah. yes was his yes, and his no was his no. And um, so, yeah, it was definitely a process. But just initially seeing where he was and just even how he spoke to people, um, other people on um, boundaries that he had in his life, um, to me all come together as integrity. So no, that's really good. That's really good. <clears throat> so I'm no dating. Huh? Season of no dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to talk <laughs> <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's good. No, we're going to talk about that no dating. I think it's so challenging for people to identify integrity, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like how, like, what, if there was like, hey, this is how you identify integrity. I think you painted a great picture of, well, this is what they do outside of me. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes we can feel like, um, maybe ladies can feel like, oh, well, no one has ever opened a door for me. You know what I mean? Or a guy can feel like, oh, well, no one has ever been interested in some of my things that I'm interested in before. And you are. And that could, for them, be the thing like, oh, they might be the one. But what you're saying is, no, everything that I appreciated about them had nothing to do with me. Exactly. That's so, that's exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because like I said earlier, I've had relationships where I heard all of that. But you didn't see it. Yes. And in my naivety, I just trusted that yeah and then this time i did things differently and then saw it yeah you know, it wasn't just words spoken and matt how did you see the integrity like for you you said it was her integrity as well and the woman of god that she was yeah her heart for god <laughs> the heart for her heart yeah god. yeah how did you what about how she lived made you able to see that in her you know really from that first night when we just started talking about what we've been through and what that did for our relationship with God. I, I could just see the genuineness coming through. Like it was raw, you know, yeah. it wasn't this, it didn't sound like some prepared speech, you know, it was like truly what she felt. And Lori's a very like hard on her sleeve kind of person. Yeah. And so you could just tell it was just real and raw. And, uh, you know, she got very honest about, the things that she had gone through and how that had changed her. And I, I could just tell that it was, that it was real right away. That's awesome. That's awesome. Three kids though. Yeah. How, what, what? <laughs> cause I, I want to ask them out. Cause, cause that's the, like, that's a real thing. Cause like most guys think like, no, if she has kids, you know, um, where, where there's a lot of women, well, I won't say most guys, but a lot of guys, you know, will think like, well, I don't want that extra responsibility. What was it about her daughter's, because it was three girls. Mm -hmm. yeah. What was it about her daughters? How old were they when y'all... When... They were just barely, like, turning two, four, and six when we started hanging out. So what was... What about that situation, scenario, made your heart soften and be like, you know, I think this is where I fit? Yeah. I mean, I pretty 
quickly and fell in love with those girls too, because they were just so sweet and uh, just each one of them had their own individual personality that I just connected with them in different ways. Yeah. You know, and Lori was very careful not for me to jump right in yeah. right away. Um, we would have, uh, like, she quickly got involved in the singles group and she would have a bunch of the single friends over even for the little girls' birthday parties, you yeah. know? So it wasn't like, here's Matt coming over for Lacey's birthday party or Kaylee's because birthday we weren't party. Date. I mean, we, we weren't just dating. We weren't, yeah, we were just friends. But it would be like, hey, having a group of her friends over for their birthday party and I happen to be there, but you know, just getting to know them that way. And, and they would pull me aside and show me their toys or, you know, just so awesome. kind of, yeah, it was really sweet. And, uh, so it just didn't, didn't take that long for me to, uh, be able to see myself in, in their life. I mean, I didn't come to that point that quickly, but just felt natural, very natural being around them, you know? And at what point did you feel that it was missed? Like it was okay to like, introduce Matt to them individually, like without a group being around? I probably, <clears throat> well, one thing is our story um, evolves here um, because we chose not to date in a traditional sense and just be friends. Um, we, that is one of the boundaries we set that we weren't alone together. Yeah. And so I would say oh, it was so probably good. a year I mean, I don't remember. Yeah, we always it was just, had just me around. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was very my careful. priority was protect those girls as well. Even though very early on, within the first week, God had told each of us we were going to be the ones okay. to marry, okay. independent of each other. So and you didn't mention it to each other. No, no that's yeah. what I'm saying. He didn't know, and I, until a year and a half later, we found out. So it was but, probably. Yeah. Not until we were both discussing marriage that this really could be happening, that we would feel comfortable with me just being around them individually. That's yeah. So good. yeah. That's so good. So I'm very cautious. That's so good. Just to hear you say that, I, I, I um, as you know, I didn't date, but one of the things was I said I would never date someone with children because although I didn't have kids and, you know, we still don't, um, like, they're kind of like that... Uh, they just pull on your heartstrings. They do. And so it's just like, yeah. even if the relationship ended, I, even though I might not have a relationship with you, like, I would still long for that relationship with your child. And so for me, that was kind of like a non-negotiable, like, I can't date men with children, but because you did not date, um, that's mm -hmm. just, oh, that's just so good. Yeah, so. and we were, and, and I think the important thing is, if you are considering somebody that has kids, like, until you know you're getting married, you don't need to be in a, playing house, you know, family kind of situation, yeah, because yeah, that totally. is detrimental to those kids, yeah, you know, because they're going to get attached to that other person. So you got to be very cautious about and it. And especially a, a single mom with three little girls and I'm biased, but they were so cute. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure. it's yeah. very easy, I think, for a man <laughs> to come along and say, oh my gosh, let me rescue these yeah, ladies. So good. Yeah. And you know, just instinctually. Yeah. And I had to be the protector and make sure, you know, they weren't in a situation, you know, with anyone that, you know, if that wasn't who God had, that's good. So y'all were married before, each married before. So <clears throat> starting with you, Matt, um, how long were you married before? 
You know, it was um, only like about a year and a half before she came to me and said, I, I feel like I made a mistake. I, I feel like, you know, I married my best friend, but I'm not, which is a weird thing to say in this discussion, right? But that, that was her perspective. Um, I just feel like I married a friend and uh, that I really don't have feelings for you. And so um, at that point, we separated. And then by the time, you know, the divorce was finalized, it was probably around three years, but it was really only a year and a half. And and what's crazy is that we dated for three and a half years before that. So it's not like we jumped into marriage. So uh, that, you know, I think would create a dilemma for somebody. It's like, well, how did that one not work out? And this one did, but really the difference was, um, that relationship was more like me identifying someone that I was attracted to and wanted to be with and basically asking God to bless it and make all that happen versus when Lori and I came together, it was more me being open-handed and saying, God, I, I want who you want because, you know, Lori has a saying actually that uh, as humans, our picker is broken. We're not very good at picking yeah. a spouse. And so we got to let God do it. And so if you look at Adam and Eve as a model, uh, you know, God put Adam to sleep, mm -hmm. you know, brought Eve to him. Adam well, didn't say, I yeah, want this, this, and exactly. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But then when he saw what God gave him, he knew that it was good. And, you know, so, so we really need to follow that, that model. And that was really the difference between this relationship of 25 years and that one that was over in a year and a half. Well, before, well, <clears throat> even though that was only a year and a half, like, was it like issues during the marriage as well? Like during that time, like that you could look back on and you can view? Yeah. Well, I'll say yes. I'll say yes and no. I mean, everything it, was rosy. It was, like, <laughs> just, yeah, we're just... <laughs> it, in one way, no, because it was, it was a shock. Like I didn't, I didn't think we were there when she, she came to me. It was more like, um, when we got married, she moved kind of like straight from her parents' house to, uh, a whole other state that we were living in. Yeah. And, uh, she began to kind of go into a, a depression, uh, job situation wasn't exactly what she was looking for. And, uh, you know, so I thought the depression was more over that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and then suddenly it was about the marriage, you know, and that was, that was a shock, but, but I knew she was like deeply sad and our, that was impacting our relationship. And, uh, so it, 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 it was a yes and no in that I was surprised that, oh, I'm the problem. <laughs> our, our relationship is the problem. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, you know, missing your parents and being in a different place and feeling depression and the job you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's all interconnected and it's all related. So I think something dope that you say, you said basically that marriage was more so about asking God to bless your then preference yeah. versus, you know, praying and waiting just to receive whatever he has purpose for you. So before you got to that point or that realization, when you did get that news, was it like crushing to you because you were, you know, desiring for God to bless your preference? Yeah, absolutely. It was crushing. And, uh, and I, I also, I want to back up and, and take some ownership because 
for her to be in that deep place of depression and for me not to know there was anything wrong with the marriage, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Like I wasn't doing a good job of communicating and really trying to listen to her, for sure. you know? So I, you know, I take some ownership myself, even though I was, I was, I don't believe in divorce. I think divorce, it, it should not be an option. Yeah. You know, the moment we make it an option is when there's an out for somebody. So I was committed to making the, the marriage work, but uh, I, you know, I should have done a better job of really pulling out of her what she's truly feeling and, uh, and being a better communicator than I was. For sure. So how long until you guys met each other after your divorce? Um, gosh, it was, that was like, that was like five years or more. Yeah. Five years. Yeah, at least five years. And I'm sure throughout that time you grew a lot. As well. I did, yeah. What's and, and one thing I will say during that time period is uh, I was living in North Carolina here, and uh, North Carolina actually has a law that you have to wait a year before a divorce can be finalized. You have to be separated a year. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why it didn't happen quicker than three years. And, uh, and during that time, I committed that I'm married. I kept my wedding ring on. I didn't date anyone. Um, you know, I was just committed that, Hey, God can redeem this relationship up to the last minute. You know, he's the God of resurrection. And mm -hmm. so I was committed that until those papers are final, that I'm still married. And, mm -hmm. and so what that year did was it gave me time to heal and just get, get one-on-one -on -one with God and, work on our relationship and for me to become a better man. And, uh, that was just a, a great time of healing. So I, I would encourage someone, even if they don't live in a state where it's required to like, take a, take a year before you start dating again after something like that. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was just determined to honor our, our bond of marriage and our commitment to marriage and not, not date. Integrity. Integrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. And Lori, you were also married as well. Mm -hmm. So how long were you married? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Wait, and Matt, what age did you get married? Uh, I was 22. 22? <laughs> yeah. Lori, what age were you married? I was 19, a month before my 21st. 19. Wow. Okay, so what made you feel like you were ready to get married at that time? Um... Well, first of all, you have to back up, you know, how many years ago where society has definitely changed on their view. Yeah. So the generation before me, they were all getting married, 16, 17, 18. That was, you know, nothing. More. Yeah. And then my generation it was definitely early 20s. Um, you would get married right out of college or, um, or that. But I had, I, I, I knew from a young age, I mean, my desire, I wanted to be married. And I wanted to have children. I, I knew. And, um, but I also love to go and do and, and travel. Explore. And so, yes. And so, um, I went and traveled a few countries, you know, moved to another state. Um, yeah, just had a good old time by the time I was, you know, 19. So I had done a lot back then before cell phones, before FaceTime. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Lori was a professional model, okay? Supermodel. All right. (laughs) I was trying to leave that out. You did not let me. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, so so I had, you know, for that age and at that time, I had I had done a lot of things and seen a lot of things that most people to this day haven't been able to get out and experience. So, um, I had had met a gentleman who was nine years, eight, nine years older than me, you know, established. I thought I was mature for my age. Um, and I, I knew it all. So, you know, at that point I, you know, he was, you know, seemed to be a godly man. He was on the worship team at this church, you know, had his own business. Yeah. Um, just, you know, so I, I, I just, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, he loves Jesus and, you know. No, that's really good. I, so that's, that's what good. I felt like I was ready. Because he was established. <laughs> what was it about him? Okay, so it was his estab- him being established. But what was it about him? Did you really feel that he was the one? Or was it more so about how society was at that time? No, I mean, because at that time you don't realize how society is. I mean, right. we, yeah. I don't think That's we, so good. we thought through things or overthought through things, however mm-hmm. you want to look through, at in this season, you know, in, in, in these um, years, but you just kind of did things. We didn't have all the information and the internet and things just it's so insight. much. Yeah, it's good yeah. insight mm-hmm. um, being, you know, directed to us. So, yeah, it. Uh, I mean, I just from my beliefs, it was like, oh wow, he's he's real. He can quote the Bible backwards and forwards. He goes to church every Sunday. He, you know, loves God. So that was attractive to me. You know, it wasn't somebody still trying to find themselves, and you know, it just seemed. Right. <laughs> I'll keep using that word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Um. Yeah. But okay, so when you met Matt, it was about integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, you was able to identify that in him. And then obviously many years earlier when you were younger, you couldn't identify that so well. So what was it? That- I, w- I will say I did see that as well. My situation's a little bit different. Um he did it seemed like he had integrity as well, as far as he was always helping other people right. and little old ladies, you know, other women, families, you know, there for them, serving them. So again, he was doing for others. However, um, you know, sometimes if people are putting on a front, you know, it's, yeah. and they're good at it, it's yeah. hard to, and at 19, 20 years old to, see through some of that because you, you want to see the good people right. no matter what absolutely you know and the difference between then and when I met Matt was um again what Matt was talking about I let God do it this time so it wasn't me going okay that's good yeah mm-hmm. okay so, you know and he loves God yeah. and it was everything yeah but it seemed it seemed real you know that's the difference so, it's really like us being in a place of surrender Mm -hmm. so that we can then hear from God because, you know, my previous spouse was also somebody who was very involved in church. And, you know, I I believe, you know, she saved, she had a relationship with Christ. Um, 
that, you know, she was very involved. Like I was involved in fellowship of Christian athletes in college and she was too. So it was all those outer signs. Um, but again, the difference was really more in my heart and being in a place where I wasn't trying to uh, grasp after my personal preferences, but it was more open-handed for God to bring the person to me. That's really the difference. So something that we've identified through the years is there is good people that you can be matched with. Yeah. There's, there's good. That's an option, you know, however, we wanted what God's, we wanted, we knew God could do more than we could imagine or or comprehend what he could pick and do. Right. And, and that's, 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 but why, when we serve the God of the universe, who made and created each one of us individually, put us together? Yeah. And and it takes a lot. I mean, that was that was probably, I mean, I've jumped around, but yeah. one of the hardest things was that surrender yeah. and not do what I felt like doing or who I wanted to maybe be with. Or it just was very, very and I also, I'll also press pause right now and yeah. say if there's anybody listening to this that's wondering, like, okay, okay so are we that couple or are we that couple? <laughs> yeah. uh, if you are married and you stood before God mm-hmm. and said, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, till death do us part, yeah. then you are the one. Yes. Yeah. Each other. Yes. Yeah, so good. And God can can make any marriage great, you know. It doesn't doesn't depend on like what place you were when that when that marriage started. And God can take it from here. And most of the relationships in the Bible were arranged marriages. So God can transform any marriage. So I don't I don't want to give someone Don't go through what we went through. No, I mean I don't <laughs> I want to give somebody an out and say, Oh, well we're we're yeah. not that magical couple that's just perfect for each other because you are if you're stood before God and made that vow and who yeah. will bless you if you're obedient to that, yeah. that vow. So I do want to clarify that. Yeah, no, that's really good. You want to um, no, you're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> I got more questions. So, okay. So you kept saying seemingly. So <clears throat> you were married seven years. Okay, you got married. You felt like he was a um, man full of integrity. When you actually got married, when you actually were married, what changed? Oh, from... From the first initials. Marriage. Yes. Okay. Well, well, yeah, in the first marriage. Yeah, yeah, still in the first marriage. Um, and, and like I said, this one's, you know, not always the norm. Everybody has a story. Um, but basically my word picture is he was a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm. So he was very good at looking good mm-hmm. in front of people. Yeah. Um, but that's not who he really was mm-hmm. in his heart. And that's another thing. Side note, again, another reason why allowing God to bring you together is God can see a man's heart, a woman's heart. Oh, so good. But, you know, I can't, no matter how how much, because we can be deceived. But God's never going to deceive us or or give us bad gifts. You know, he wants the best for us. And so why not in a relationship? I mean, geez Louise, you know, and not that we're... We're going to get it right all the time. We are both imperfect people. For sure. You know, but it's just, 
knowing that God has, you know, we've allowed God to do it this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took some hard knocks. But anyway, back to your, your question. So, I mean, that's, you know, me telling you that's probably the best way to say it. It's, it's just he was a wolf in sheep's clothing, so he just liked to impress and look a certain way, and he got validate, validation of people seeing him and thinking he's wonderful. That That is how he wanted to be perceived. So doing the works he did for people and always being there for people, other people, mm-hmm. or his family made him look good. So, yeah, so I just, I just was deceived. What, I thought how, I was getting something else. How long <laughs> into that did you realize it? And the reason why I'm asking, because most people were all trying to find out where to navigate through relationships. So a lot of these situations and scenarios are very common. Yeah. You know? So how far along? Yeah, while well, well, we were dating. But I just, I, I really, my personality, I want to see the best in people. I yeah. want to believe the best. And so even if I hear bad news or I hear about somebody doing something, I'm like, no, there's no way. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. think anybody really wants to believe yeah. that people of course. do. So there were a few anger issues I saw um, while we were dating. And then literally the night before our wedding, um, he said he did not want to have children. The night before? The night of our what? Like, oh, the yes, night of? Oh, yeah. wow. And so I went, this is the, I was just like, I can't marry him. Because I knew I wanted to have children. Yeah. And um, and then it was like backpedal. Well, you know, just not now. Everybody keeps asking when we're going to have kids. And we're not even married yet. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I understand that. So. Wait, wait. That you, was. Wait, wait. So this is the night before. This is the night before you got married. Did you think like, okay, we shouldn't get married, or are you like, oh, yeah. we're too far? We're, we're, it's, well, it's, both, it's, exactly, both. I mean, I literally thought it was almost, you know, God knew what was going to happen to me, right? And that was my way out. I mean, that moment, do you think it really I was like, do you think yes, that really? Was? I really had. I sat there, and I, that was a non-negotiable. But then, I believe what he was saying, right. yeah, and. um and I did get three babies. That's right. right. So I'm like, I don't know. Just the head. Yeah. How did he respond to like your, your first pregnancy reveal? Oh, it wasn't good. It was not good at all. I remember being so afraid to tell him. I mean, I was so sad because at least I got to experience a man who wanted children. Yeah. But it was three years into the marriage when I, when I had our first child. So, you know, we didn't have kids right away, but, um, yeah. And what was his response? It was like, like unwelcoming, like like I'm being mean for this. Not really emotional, and then I started to cry because I was so afraid to tell him. Right. And then I, I think if I remember, I might have gotten a hug, but nothing like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so no, I never got that. Yeah, any of the pregnancies, no. Oh wow, yeah. So obviously, I'm not a woman. So how is that, you know, for a woman to <laughs> that experience of finding out that you're pregnant, like? Is it dependent on the person that you're with? How much fear? Or are you fearful regardless? Oh, no. I was, yeah. It depends on who you're with. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I just, you know, God gives back what the locust has taken or eaten, you know. And so getting to do it, letting God pick my spouse this time and, um, you know, getting to have children, you know, with Matt. It just. What was your response? Oh, yeah. I was excited. Yeah, <laughs> really sure. excited. Wait, wait, because because y'all had, you had three coming three. into the marriage, and then 
And then we had two more. Two more yeah. in the marriage when you guys got yes. married. Yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. And yeah. you were excited. I was excited, yeah, because yeah. I had three girls, but I'd never had a baby before, and that was going to be a new experience. Yeah. That's awesome. That we actually are, are the first to the pregnancy, and then he went to be with Jesus. So oh, we have a little boy in heaven. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. I wow. didn't know that. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That. But how, so how did you guys respond to that? Like, because we don't have kids, but that is a fear for me. So how, no. you know, that is a real fear. Uh, so how, how were you guys able to, like, matriculate that just challenge together? Like, oh, my gosh. It was hard. I mean, it was a, one of the hardest things yeah. I've ever experienced through. because you're anticipating that baby and to... To lose that baby is traumatic, you know. Um, we, we reflect back on it and the way things timed out. Um, Hallie, Hallie, our uh, fourth daughter, uh, would never exist. So we know that, you know, God meant for Hallie to exist on this earth. And we'll see little Robert James one day in heaven. Oh my God. Um, and you still have, uh, so, and you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm just, no. like, just listening to that. It's just, it is encouraging because... Obviously, he, you know, you have boy in heaven, and then God blessed you with Hallie, and then you got a boy right after it. So it's like, yeah. not only did you get the best of both worlds, you have a boy and a girl, but... And his name is Zachary, which means God has remembered. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And we didn't, we didn't really, pick, I mean, we, we, we got excited about the name Zachary, yeah. and then looked up the meaning. And it was God has remembered, and we're like, "Wow, that's it." Yeah, that's really good. So I didn't know that. That's like that's like a warm and fuzzy. That's awesome. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah. that's yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, so that was a that was a big deal, you know, hearing that the night before, and then on our honeymoon, it was all about himself, and he had his own hobbies and fishing and saxophone playing to do on our honeymoon. Oh. Um, and I was just I I that's when I like knew I had made a mistake, oh, and wow. I knew. Um, but that just was very kept in my heart and then kind of forgotten so you about share it with others. No, because I was married Yeah, and yeah. I so committed till death do us part. And so that's basically, I kind of felt like I was on my own. I didn't have really a marriage. However, our small town looked up to us, you know, put us up on a pedestal because he led worship or he played in the worship band and, um, you know, I was teaching and but our marriage was just, you know, very lonely, very, um, not one. <laughs> like so, so in terms of, um, but I yeah, would, I, can I say something? Yeah, yeah. I would not trade it. I would not trade it. And I can honestly say this to this day because first of all, I wouldn't have those three babies yeah. and, you know, love those girls. Um, and so I would go through all that pain. I would go through everything that I went through just because I have those babies. So it was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and we, and Romans 8 and we know that. Yeah, we know that with any baby that's born into this world, you know, mm-hmm. God said before, you know, I, I, you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Mm-hmm. So like any baby that's born, whether, you know, before marriage, you know, that's not necessarily God's plan that he wants people to come through but he knew that little child was going to be born from day one and that has a wonderful plan for that child just like somebody born into a a marriage and or someone born into a marriage that doesn't make it i mean they're just as valuable as any other child and they were you know destined to be on this earth from the beginning of time so you know that 
that was a season that God always foresaw. He knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he allowed it to happen. And, uh, but he had a redemption in mind. You know, yeah. someday. Yes, so for yeah. sure. So that's yeah. just, that's when Romans eight twenty eight really became real to me when I could see what God could do in such a bad situation. And also having the children and then because of the pain, he, he was unfaithful. Um, the pain that I experienced from that you're your first, you're, my, you're first yeah, um, was just like nothing I ever felt. And it drew me, you know, when you go through something traumatic, you either run towards God or you run away from God. Yeah. And thankfully I chose to run to God and, um, and we had a few talks <laughs> God and I, I was like, why did you allow this to happen? I'm sure. However, um, you know, I just, I became, I knew God in such a different way that I had ever known him before through, through that pain. So, yeah. So, so having, having that, um, I guess miscarriage, I'm sure it's a lot of people that experience that or have trouble having kids, but <clears throat> you two had that when y'all were together, excuse me. Mm -hmm. How did that actually, how did you get past that? Like, what was the process and healing in that time? I mean, it was a it was a bonding experience between us to go through the pain together. Um, I remember that, just yeah. I was gonna say stop. focus on that moment. Yeah, I remember that? being in that. It was happened at home, and I knew I was far along in the pregnancy. It hurt the heartbeat. I was sick. You know, everything was supposed yeah. to be fine, and here, I was like four months along. And so I, I knew instinctually that the baby was fully formed and you would know the sex and everything. And so when the EMTs got to the house, they, um, he said, do you want to see? And I was like, kind of make a decision. I'm like, I don't want that image. I'm very visual. And I just didn't want the image. In my head. Well, and then I said, but I want to know the sex. So when he took the baby, he, he said, oh, you're not going to be able to tell. And he walked off. I'm thinking, I was very stern. I can just remember this moment saying, I want to know what it is. Right. And then when I came out of the, the room, he said it, it was a boy. And I was just like, oh. And then my sister just found out she was pregnant with a little boy. So we were going to have boys together. But Wait, how did um, you, what, what was the moment of finding out that you were the paramedic? Yeah, you had the yeah. well, miscarriage. Oh, when they yeah. came. Yeah. yeah. So what was it, pain or something beforehand? Or like, what? why did they come? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, um, did my, did my, I start bleeding or water break or something like that? Yeah. I think yeah. my water broke. Okay. Or something like that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Were y'all cramping? And y'all were home together? We're at home. It was we Thanksgiving. Had a family oh. full of people for Thanksgiving. Wow. It was on Thanksgiving. Yeah. The house full of family for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. It gosh. was crazy. I know that experience. There were some wow. tra traumatized cousins, but I think they went on to have like, a bunch of children. A bunch of kids. I saw them have that. Oh, my God. Their eyes. Oh, wow. For sure. But, yeah, but I remember being in the hospital or going to the hospital together and just the depth of our sobbing together. And I remember personally just feeling so bonded. Yeah. Just it, it, like, we were just so bonded yeah. through that pain. It was. And having faith and knowing where a soul goes when, yeah. when a little baby dies. I mean, you have to look at that situation and realize 
that child's never going to have to suffer, mm-hmm. never going to have to live through the, this world is great and this world is hard, right? And yeah. never will have to live through any of that difficult period. And we're going to get to see this child in heaven Forever. someday. So uh, yeah. without that hope, I don't know how you get through it. But yeah. that that was a huge help. And then to have a baby like in a, you know, in the next couple of months, we were able to get pregnant. And, and uh, you know, when that baby came, little Hallie, we realized Oh, timing-wise, she couldn't exist if yeah. if he had been born and you know, had gone through the full pregnancy. So you're like, okay, God, I guess this was your plan for her her to be here. Yeah. So going through it, do you see? Do you look? Going through it, do you do you? Were you looking for God's purpose or reasoning behind this, or was mm-hmm. it just I'm bald and crying right now? That's all I could focus on. Like, is the pain. Mm-hmm. For me, the the, the first, yeah. but definitely the pain was so raw and real, and you know, and we were, I think we were talking about this the other day. But until you go through something, you know, you can just feel bad for somebody. But if you go through something that somebody else has gone through, you you know, you know, you can feel what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So going through a miscarriage now, you know, when I hear somebody else going through it, you're like, oh, I can feel that compared to. Oh, I'm so sorry for, you know, for what you're going through. You feel it. That's so um, Yeah. I just, I hear, all I hear is like, like, uh, just listening to you guys, like pain is kind of like a bridge, if you will. It allows it you to meet somebody where they are, but not trauma bonding, like not, yeah. not trauma bonding, no. like, but the right kind of pain will literally serve as a bridge between you and the other person experiencing it mm-hmm. or to you, you and God. God. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Scripture says both. I mean, it, it says that. When we go through trials, we can then identify with others when they go through the same trial. So that always is the purpose of when we go through tough times. And then it also always brings us closer to God, which is amazing. And then, you know, you, you all, God said, there will be trouble in this world. You take heart. I have overcome the world. So you have to understand this balance that we live in a world that has fallen and is imperfect because of the fall of man and stuff is going to happen, but it's just, there's bad stuff that happens, you know? So it's just, it's something we have to realize, but we know that God will take it and work it Mm -hmm. to good no matter what it is. So this is what we say in our marriage is we can, we do the hard things well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Please, Lord. It's please, Lord. That's hard thing. No more. It's However, things that trip us up. It's, yeah. it's the little things. It's yeah, the yeah. little things that we yeah. can go down on. Yeah. But the big things, we yeah. just, it's like it's our superpower. We just yeah, connect and we'll just do what it takes to get through it. And we are, we are very good at being one. On the big, yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Hello, things <laughs> we're still working on. <laughs> after y'all got met, after you were divorced, and you went through that. What what was the actual when you actually decided to get to the point of divorce? What was the, what did that look like in your first marriage? Like what was the thing that was like? All right, it's time to separate. How how did that play out? Um, making it a very short story, um, I had made a decision in the beginning of my marriage that. To me, that would be the worst thing for me that I could ever experience in my life is having an unfaithful spouse. And then the worst thing I could imagine happened. Um, 
And so I immediately thought I would, there's no way I could be married to somebody. I would leave. I would, you know, not be there. And immediately God showed me very quickly, um, even though I did have a valuable reason to leave the marriage and, and, and God was okay with that didn't mean that's what he wanted for me. And I knew because I made that commitment for better, for worse until death do us part that I chose to stay, that I was going to work on that marriage. Um, Unfortunately, it takes two people. So I had the choice made for me. I did not choose to get a divorce. I I was not getting a divorce. So that was a choice he made. Yeah. And how did, when, when that, choice was finally made was it relief or was it hurt or was it both or yeah all of it because like I said (laughs) I mean you I could see what God could do with that marriage how God could heal God can do anything so I was ready yeah but that other person was not so um it was it was sad it was hard um I definitely in my time you know, what he did leave the house um, a little bit later, a few months later. Um, but I, I just, um, just, I, yeah, I knew it was okay because he made that decision and God didn't put that burden on me. I don't think I ever could have, God knew me. I couldn't live with myself. I would always wonder, you know, yeah. you know, what it, what if it could have worked out, but I made that decision, you know, and especially when there's children involved. For sure. Yeah, that's good. So the healing process between, um, what was your healing process like um, after you got divorced? Because obviously there's a lot of people out there that have been in this situation or are in the situation. Some people are still holding on to that. So how were both of you even able to move from that before even being able to run into each other? Lots of counseling. (laughs) <laughs> we both we both went to counseling. Oh, yeah. so good. Um, I did I did two years. Um, about you did a year or two, and then um, what yeah. does counseling do? What did counseling do for you? Just you know, you don't have that other person anymore, and so it's like you know, no matter what happens, the choices other people make, there's still two people in a marriage, and so you each have things you have to work on. And so counseling allowed, and I know you, yeah. we talked about the same thing. It allowed us to look at ourselves because yeah. that's what we had left. Right. And right. so I didn't want to bring baggage into a new relationship. Mm-hmm. And so counseling just helped me work through the pain and work on myself. Did someone have to talk y'all into going into counseling or did y'all, did you just kind of choose no. it yourself? You knew that you needed it. <laughs> yeah. outlet somewhere to talk yeah. to. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah, and my path was very similar to Lori because we were raised very similarly. So, you know, we were raised to understand Scripture, and we knew what Scripture said about divorce, that Jesus said that, you know, really the only out for getting a divorce or for divorcing somebody is if there's marital unfaithfulness. And uh, God hates divorce even Mm -hmm. with that, you know. I mean, there's always... He, potential for healing mm-hmm. and so I, I felt the same way I was dedicated to to fixing it and to, to to the very last moment and so when she came to me and said she was feeling this way I was like well, I mean we need to get some counseling let's let's try to work through this you know because yeah, yeah. she had I mean she had her mind made up and yeah. so she was like 
okay, you know, I'll do it for you because I, you know, I, I care about you. Or I'm, uh, so I'll do it. But it was, it was really, it felt like kind of going through the motions. So we, we probably counseled together for about two months and then she, she moved out, I think at that point. And then I think it could have been two or three months, but, but, but then she moved out. And so then I continued to see a counselor for my own, you know, development and, and helping work through the situation. What was the biggest difference that you guys seen mm-hmm. from before you started to go into counseling to maybe even after counseling or as counseling progressed? What was the thing that you seen changed inside of you? What was the area? For me, it was it was just confirmation that you know you're you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is another person involved in this relationship that you've done everything that you could. Like I needed that reassurance from an outside person yeah. uh, so that it could release me because that person's leaving. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. I, I can't stop them from leaving. And so to hear that, look, you've done everything that you possibly can and you're, you're free. And uh, that was, that was good. That was healing. Um, yeah. Freeing. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> another there's another person involved and you can't really control their actions. And yeah. Yeah. so it was helpful just to work through that. For sure. No, 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 that's really good. Now, did you guys go to faith-based counselors or? Yes. yes. Okay. And I think that's a secret weapon because you can go to a well-trained psychologist. Uh, you know, I, I minored in psychology in, in college uh, just enough to know that there's no agreement within this the various schools of psychology as to what's right. And nobody's got the human brain figured out. So uh, to go to a psychologist, they can help you work through some things. There's some some patterns. There's some things that that science has picked up on. But to leave a whole tool set off of the table of a spiritual counseling where you can can pray, you you can talk to the person who created this brain and this heart that I would never want to leave those tools off the table. I would want those tools to be incorporated into whatever the treatment is. Otherwise I'm not having access to all the tools available. So we, that's really good. We've both been through different counselors multiple times. So did you guys get it right on the first time? Cause some people will go to one counselor. Some don't want to go to any, but some will go to it. <laughs> yeah. Some will go, you know, someone go to a counselor and be like, oh, no, it didn't work for me or one session or try just one person to move on. Did you guys get it right on your first one? I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I did too. And it was through my church. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. I wasn't flipping about it. Like I wanted to get it right the first time. Right. You yeah. know, so I really did my research. I prayed about it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I just, again, I was in a new season of my life where everything was ripped away from me and I, I had to be totally dependent on God. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this without you. Yeah. And so he became the driver. Yeah. I never realized I was driving the whole time. Wow. And wow. I, I said, okay, I'm moving over. Yeah. <laughs> you get in the driver's seat. Yeah. No, that's really good. And you met Matt, how long after um, your last marriage? It was at least a year. Right? A year or so, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And what made you call him when you when you asked him for his help? Like, what made you call him? My dad. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, well, I just had my dad helping me move with the three girls to a second story apartment. And he was like, do you not know anybody that, you know, can help us? And um, any guys? And I'm like, uh, like, oh, this guy, Matt Ferguson, I went to high school with, said if I needed help. He's like, call him. <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm, you know, you know, mind you, I was young when I got married. And this is, you know, many, many years ago. Yeah. And I looked at my dad and I'm like, I'm not allowed to call a boy. <laughs> he said, call him. Yeah. That's, That's so good. Yeah, my permission yes. to call the boy. Yeah. So if you was not moving and if you, your dad did not tell you to call him, you all could very well not have had a 25-year marriage. <laughs> it's possible. Possible. I mean, obviously, God can use anything, yeah. but that's what he chose to yeah. use. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thanks, Pop. Right. I was going to say, do you guys ever, like, reflect on it like that? Like, in that I don't think I've thought yeah. of it exactly that way, but wow. that's pretty, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Although, on the other hand, I know that when God means for people to get together, they'll, they'll be together because, actually, actually, our moms were... My mom like knew her her grandfather. She like handled his insurance and and got to know him that way. So when he passed away, she was at his funeral, and our moms were plotting to oh get God. Matt and Lori together. And uh, and we but had it never friends. Happened. Yeah, we had friends that were like suggesting, "Hey, why don't you ask Lori out?" And I'm my thinking, kind of, you know, went yeah. through a divorce, and he went through a divorce. Yeah. Right? But it never happened in our hometown, never even. Yeah. And it took us, me moving to Orlando. God's like, uh-uh, I'm going to show off. I'm gonna yeah. Gonna <laughs> Speaking of Orlando, right? So tell us about these matching t-shirts. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, Mickey was my boss. I used to work for for the mouse. Okay. Uh, so good. I yeah, I spent a few years. It was actually on my business card. I yeah, Mickey was on my business card. So that's so dope. Uh anyway, yeah, I was, I was in yeah, advertising and marketing with Walt Disney World in Orlando. And so it actually made a great uh I had some great perks, you yeah. uh, when we were dating to be able to, hey, why don't we go to France for for uh, Valentine's Day, and it, it was the uh, the Epcot version of France, but it was France. Yeah, yeah. and so we kind of dated around the world, so to speak, Walt Disney World. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that was a that that was a fun time for sure. And we're still Disney fans, and we go there probably more times than we should. And we're we're those Disney adults that people talk about yeah. on Instagram. So well, we can't. But all the parents with little kids look at us more. Than yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? You want to be like YouTube yeah. things? I know. <laughs> How are you going to put whole room? We're going to We're going to put the moment. This guy has never been to Disney. So, um, oh my god, we're gonna fix that. Yeah, they're gonna for fix sure. That. Yeah. They're gonna I, fix that. I just, this is my thing. Why do you say this guy as if you went this guy. like two and you don't even want to be there? So, <laughs> technically, you, you, both yeah, technically like, you don't, you ain't been. Yes, I have. I was between eight to ten, and I know I don't remember, but I will, yeah. I'll remember it with you guys. So, that's okay. That's <laughs> right. And I just need to know something. Will you do matching shirts? Yeah, yes. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm the ears. I'm the ears. I'm the See, I'm excited about this because one of my favorite things in the world is to take somebody that hasn't been before because then I can see it through your eyes and it's like I'm going there for the first time again. So, yes. That's so dope. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, we are. Well, I know there's so much more that we want to ask them, but we want to honor their time. And I mean, of course, this won't be your last time. It's your first time. It's our first time. <laughs> and, and we're so honored, guys. We said yeah. that we're taking it back to where it all started, the state of 
North Carolina, right here in Charlotte from the yep. Ferguson's. Yep. Uh, we got to spend an entire month with them. So it has been phenomenal. We love you guys. So this is definitely um, part one, okay? Uh, (laughs) This is part one, okay? This is part one. But just to even um, how we end this segment off is obviously it's called Friend and Fiance. And Jazz and I, we are um, starting this ministry, have started this ministry of what God has done in our life as far as us never dating, you know, and me proposing to her out of a friendship. Now, you all were friends. And God kind of made you both known to each other that y'all were to be married. Can we just talk about really quick before we go the importance or the power that that happened, that you guys went ultimately from friend to trying to date and then God saying, no, go back to friends Mm -hmm. to being engaged and married. Yeah. Yeah, So we were... uh, you know, we had that experience. We came, we became friends pretty quickly, and then we uh, started dating a little bit. Uh, you know, I invited her. Traditional and, dating. Yeah, more dating, more traditional dating. But even then, we were taking it very slow. Uh, what we thought was slow. Right. So, um, you know, just really taking it easy. Um, and then Lori went away on a little retreat to the beach, and God basically told her that I don't want you to date and I don't want you to even kiss anyone until you're engaged or married or, you know, basically, you know, of course, who the person is. And so, uh, Lori came back from this retreat and shared this with me <laughs> after we started dating for a couple of months. Um, you know, I'm trying not to panic on the outside, even though, I'm, you know, the heart's beating a little bit, but I did also know that, I believe she truly was listening to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if, you know, if the Lord told you that, then that's what we need to follow. And yeah. I'll be your friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. I know. Oh. It's integrity. Again. <laughs> <laughs> so when she first told you that, did you feel like, oh, maybe she's really not inter- interested in me? Did yeah. You? I mean, that that was in the back of my mind, like. Is this friend zone or whatever? But I also had to trust that she's listening to God. And, and I also, you know, had learned that trying to force the issue on a relationship that wasn't right isn't good either. So yeah. if she needs, you know, if she needs to go, she, she needs to go. And it would be heartbreaking, but... Um, that's better than trying to force a marriage and then here we go again. And that's the only way that you know, right, is if yeah. you're not trying to control it. Because yes. the, that's right. The average response would have been upset. What do you mean? Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like, what, what, you know, yeah. I'm not good enough. What are you talking about? What's going on? Or so trying that was to very attractive to have that response. Were you so surprised at his response? Um, yes and no. Right. Because I already saw who he was and he he knew I mean, even with your humanness that I have heard from God yeah. and, and he was also being very patient, you know, yeah. so. But then I had to wonder like, well, now that we're not dating anymore, you know, I'm sick. There are other guy friends around her and stuff. And, right. you know, yeah. I'm sure they're, they're hopeful that maybe some yeah. relationship could start. Yeah. And, I, and I'm just like, God, is this going to work out? Because now I really care for her. So it, it was, there was a lot of emotion and a lot of God really working on me to 
truly give it up? Are you going to put this in my hands? Or are you going to try to handle it yourself? Yeah. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time on my knees and praying and, and just asking God to uh, help me let it go. And, and if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And, and that's right where he wanted me, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's cool because you two already had that faith foundation. So you already had something to lean on. Yeah. And I think obviously it's more tough when we don't have that. Mm -hmm. So what would you guys say about someone who might be experiencing wanting to date or interested in somebody or dating, but they don't have that faith foundation? How, like, how would they maneuver that situation? Like, in, just from your perspective. I mean, first of all, I would suggest that maybe if there's a God that made you, that wants to have a relationship with you, Ooh. that knows, designed you, yeah. that knows how you tip, yeah. why would you not want to yeah. take advantage of that? Yeah. But, uh, but okay, even if you're, you don't even believe in God and, and you know, uh, just becoming friends with somebody and having that depth of friendship without the physical part is massive because you're building such a better foundation mm -hmm. for your marriage and your relationship uh, by starting with friendship so that, you know, your feelings are going to come and go, you know, yeah. I, you've probably heard the cliche that love is a verb that love is an action. It's not your feeling for somebody. It's you choose to love somebody. Yeah. Um, and the feelings are going to come and go during a relationship and a marriage. And so you better build that on friendship and not just, your feelings. I got a word picture with that. Literally, you know, who doesn't like cake, right? Yeah. But can you imagine trying to icing without a cake, without the actual substance of cake? I mean, it would just be a puddle. And well, that's the physical. Oh, if you don't have the cake, it's first baked, and you have to mix it, then you have to take the time to oh, put it in the pan awesome. and then bake it. Yeah. The icing just laps all over the Don't top. Don't get it right? out of order. Yeah. yeah. yeah so okay. just having that foundation, you can use the house analogy. If you don't start cool. Yeah. And then now we're starting dating. But what identify or describe the friend that you mean? I'm so glad you asked that um, <laughs> because what changed from what we were already doing was the, the kissing, like that was gone. Mm -hmm. And so we went back to hanging out. We did things in groups. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the two of us. So I also got to see him interact with other people yeah. and not just being on his best behavior around me. I yeah. can see so, so much deeper by group dating, um, yeah, so, I mean, basically the difference is taking out the physical. Yeah. And it really, it really made us grow deeper and talk. We talked and we talked. We did. You yeah. had lots of words. Huh? I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty good for a man. You kept up with me. It was then. really good. I thought I kept up with you. <laughs> I feel like it's more words. You did pretty good. Yeah, I kept up pretty well. That was good. So... I know this answer, but so y'all would endorse the friend to fiance plagues, like the <laughs> yes. behaviors. Like, hey, look, the only difference between our, the uh, intimate relationship, I mean, a relationship and a friendship is the intimacy. So just keep the intimacy out until you're in the marriage or propose to someone about to be into the marriage. Yes. 
because otherwise fill in the blank. Well, we have enjoyed 25 years and still going in the intimacy part, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that so dating friendship stage was such a tiny blip. Mm-hmm. Like, not saying it wasn't hard. It it was <laughs> it was hard, and and actually the uh, not kissing until we got engaged. Um, I feel like I don't put that on other people, but I feel like God gave that to us. Yeah, because. He knew what we could handle. Yeah. That if we started kissing, it would have probably been harder. We would to, be teetering on the edge. Yeah. yeah. It would have been harder to to make it. We so, wanted to stand way back from the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want to be like, you know, yeah. over the edge. Yeah. You want to just, you, you want to stay back. And so God knew what boundaries that we needed. And then once, once we got engaged, we kissed and we, in our case, only had a two-month engagement. We got it going. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so good. What about to the people that's like, um, but I want to kiss, you know, so bad, but I want, but I feel like we should be able to connect. But I want to try before I buy. It's not worth the risk. <laughs> I mean, a try before you buy thing is just, yeah. it's, it's a lie. Try before you buy is a lie. I don't know about that, but anyway, it, it, yeah, because half the fun is just getting to know each other and intimacy Mm -hmm. and, you know, if you don't get into it beforehand, then you've got a lifetime to figure it out. Yeah. And that's the fun of it. Yeah. You could just save the intimacy for later because there's a lot of us that wouldn't even be in a relationship that we're in or wouldn't stay in them mm-hmm. as long as we do if we didn't have that physical part. It is that. a bonding. Yeah. I mean, it is scientifically, whether you have a faith or not, this is just scientifically. Mm-hmm. It bonds you together emotionally, starting with kissing. It's very intimate. Yeah. Um, then that kissing leads to the next step and next step. And and yeah. emotions, by definition, are irrational. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be oh, emotional about somebody. You're not going to rationally assess whether they are a good fit for you or not. Yeah. You know, so you take that out of it, you can be a lot more rational about it and and less attached. Yeah. And you know, it it would be painful if you had to separate from a friend because you don't feel like they're best to have in your life. You're setting up boundaries, whatever, but. Not nearly as bad as like separating from somebody you've been intimate with. Yeah. So obviously to become a friend, you have to actually meet people, right? So a lot of people might choose like, oh, well, but I have a dating app, but I only have social media. Where is, how would people meet people? Like where, what's some scenarios of meeting good people? Well, I mean, we gave the, the church example. Find uh, a good yeah, church. Not just any church. Yes. Good, church. good Bible teaching church. Um, but then I also truly believe that if you're in a place where you're working on your relationship with God and you're focusing on that relationship between God and you, that he's going to bring that person in your path. Yeah. And it's not, you're, it's not dependent on you going out and grasping for it, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's so good. And, right. and then also say, okay, so you don't believe that or that's not your belief, you attract where you're at you're going to attract where you're at so if you you know are wanting somebody who's serving go serve somewhere go yeah. help at a nonprofit. you're going to find people there that you know care whether than just sitting in a bar you know you just don't know what you're going to get yeah you yeah. know yeah, yeah and obviously it. many relationships and marriages have been blessed through the online dating as well mm-hmm. um but even that you don't know what you're going to get it's kind yeah. of a gamble yeah. but just 
having that relationship with God first and, uh, yeah. and working on that relationship, it's like the spouse is a gift. Mm-hmm. So it's like he will lead you to that. He will give you that, yeah. um, such as many other blessings as well. So that's so good. All right. Well, for the single ladies out there, all right, what's one thing that you will tell that single lady that's trying to date or might be dating? Um, just one tip that could help her out um, to lead her down a path of healthier relationships. Neighbors? Yeah. Um, I usually say <laughs> just be open-handed. Um, have healthy expectations. Um, definitely make a list. Um, and I'm not talking about hair color, eye color, height, you know, physical things. I'm talking about the heart, you know, make that list character and, um, you know, something that really think through. And, um, once you do that, just keep that in the back of your mind. And as you meet people, you know, you're able to kind of do the, the check the box (laughs) thing, but have an open hand then through it all, meaning just uh, be open to what God can do for you and, and, and who he can bring. What does that list of integrity look like? Like, I mean, not list of integrity, list of character. So integrity is something that you mentioned. So integrity, mm-hmm. honesty. Yes. Um, you know, I can give you like, everybody has a different situation. So for me coming from an unfaithful spouse, I needed to know that I had somebody I could trust and yeah. that was mm-hmm. going to trust. love me and not, and not do that. So I had um, a few things on my list and one was I knew I didn't want him to come from a divorced home. Um, So that was on my list because I knew that there would just be things because I didn't have a divorced home. There would be a disconnect there. So I was looking for similarities and that was pretty big in in our family life. So, um, you know, that was there. um, One of them that he was able to be, um, uh, how do I want to say this? Um, Sexually pure. Um, You know, even though I had been married before, and I'm like, well, how is that going to work out? And I was 30 and <laughs> I'm like, there's no men out there like that. And, you know, God brings me a man who waited for his first wife and was obviously married and then yeah. kept himself pure. Yeah. Um, so that was on my list. So, so there were, that helped with the integrity and the faithfulness. So I knew if I had somebody who could practice that self-control, then I would have that in my marriage. But if you, but if you think about that list, that doesn't work for everybody. No, because, it's individual. So uh, our kids couldn't find somebody because they came from a divorce home. No, but that was, God knew that's what it, it was implanted in her yeah. part for what she needed. Or even the- And so like, he brought that, I would know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or the, yeah. yeah, or the sexually active thing. Obviously people have passed where they yeah. didn't do it the right way. And then they committed to do it the right way going forward. And God says, as far as the East is from the yeah. West, that's how far I cast your sins. So yeah. it's those people are, you know, well qualified if they're yeah. following Christ to be great spouses. So you, you have to ask what your individualist yes. and pray through it, you know, and connect, yeah. Yeah, connect with God. Okay. So for the young man, yeah. For the young man that's out there that may be single or dating or interested in dating, what would be um, the thing? What, what would be the piece of wisdom or advice that you would give them to help them direct them in a healthier uh, direction of a healthier relationship? Yeah, we we had the benefit of some really great teaching at the time that we were dating the singles ministry in our church. 
add like a weekly thing on Wednesday nights or Tuesday nights for singles. And, and, uh, one of the things that the speaker would say is that you attract where you're at. So you need to figure out, you need to be working on your heart and your relationship with the Lord. And then also Lori talked about the expectations. I remember he had a phrase that said, when you're single, expect everything. And then when you're married, expect nothing. So uh, no expectations in marriage because if we're just all expecting that she's going to meet my every need, you're going to be disappointed. But when you're looking for a spouse, expect everything because it's, it's going to get harder when you get, get married. So it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that hard when you're dating or in that friendship stage. So, you know, keep your expectations high, including that list that Lori talked about. So yeah, those two things. Yeah, that's really good. Not only about you, there's one tip that you can do with one. Sometimes you just never have to guess the character of a friend. It's no show. Yeah, you never have to. You never have to guess the character of a friend that you choose. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's really good. You stay friends with them long enough, you'll be able to see who they are. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. And I guess mine would be for the males. Um, I would say there's no way to lead that woman if you're not being led by something greater as well. Um, meaning God, if you, even if you're not there yet, like if you don't have that relationship with God, there's no way you'll be able to accommodate everything that's in that woman's heart and that woman's mind. Cause there's so many different things that you just can't even comprehend with your own thoughts and with your own feelings and with your own intelligence, no matter how much information you get, no matter how much you learn, um, there's just so many things that only that relationship with God will be able to whisper or identify or help you realize about her. So um, that's what I would say for the guys. Um, you, you can't expect someone to follow you unless you're a great follower. And the only thing that can help you really love that woman to the highest capacity and lead her to purpose um, is the one that gave her purpose and you purpose. And that's the Lord. So that's what I would say. Yep. I appreciate you guys so much. <laughs> we love you guys. And this is just part one. Okay, part two. We're going to get into their marriage and more things of uh, the blessings and the ups and downs that you guys learned then. But thank you for this time spending with us. We thank appreciate you. it. Thanks, guys. Thank that was fun. We all. <laughs> We're out.